I was grappling with whether or not to post this episode because I don't really think it shows my like high level of intellectual um growth and potential, but I do think it's funny. Oh my gosh, I don't okay. I'm thinking, so I have another little snippet where I was in my car kind of thinking through future podcast episodes, and this is one where I was, like, debating, do I make it episode three or not? I think I will. I think I will. Just because, so basically, this episode, it's, like, a little game me and my friends came up with, where we just kind of joked about, like, things guys did that, like, jokingly, like, gave us the ick or, like, you know, kind of diminished them for us, but... I will say that is, like, not the point. The point is, like, there were these guys in my past and they hurt me. For whatever reason, I put my trust in them. I probably should have had my guard up a little higher. Because I didn't know them a bit more. They were not good matches for me. And so this is was just, like, a little coping mechanism. Me and my friends came up with a funny game. where We kind of went over, like, tiny things that bugs about them. Like, the way they dressed or something. And I was always just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I gave this guy who, like, does this little quirk a chance to, like, hurt me. It's really just a coping mechanism. It's not that deep. I've been in a very great relationship for almost three years now. These are, like, very, very far away from my present. I just think it's funny, and I just want a chance to, like, laugh with you guys, and that's why this is coming out. It is not to, like, bash on anyone or insult men. These guys also had lots of great qualities and reasons I fell for them at one point, so... Think this episode will come out, but just know I was like kind of weary if I wanted it to come out, if it wasn't like the classiest best way to present myself. But I I don't know. I think it's humorous. I think it's okay to admit like when we mess up. And I don't know. So we'll see how this goes through when I edit the clips and I might need to insert present me to clarify some things. We will see. But I hope you guys enjoy it. I think, I really do think it'll be funny, so, I don't know, let me know, (laughs) um, so I'll see you in the next. Okay, I've made peace, I think I've decided what I was going to do, so, let me explain kind of my dating life, I think I explained this a little bit in the clips as well, but pretty much, I, like, did not date for a very, very long time, um, I was really close to my family, and I was just, like, I couldn't picture bringing a boy home. Like, I thought my dad would be, like, sitting there with a shotgun and staring him down and, like, grilling him on his ACT score and, like, asking his social security number. I was just scared. I was like, I don't really want to, and I honestly was very busy. I was a full-time figure skater. Like, I literally was, like, skate school, home, homework, eat, skate, sleep. Like, it was, I barely had time for friends much less like a guy. And I think I will say all through high school, I was very good at maintaining my standards. I was like, nope, I want a Prince Charming. I want like a classy Timothy Chalamet European type of dude. He'll bring me tulips every morning and make me espressos. Like I did have very good standards. But then I think because I didn't do anything all through high school, when I got to college, I was just like, you know, it's kind of like the allure of college guys. Like, oh, they have to be more turned out in college, right? Well, like wrong, wrong, but... (laughs) I've come to learn that later, okay? That's a later adventure for me, though. But I think I was just excited. And I also love people. I love my friends. I love small talk and meeting new people. And I was in this business school with this whole new potential of very smart, ambitious people. So I was just really excited. I was excited to get to know them. So then I was very casual. Like, nothing really serious for, yeah, through, like, my sophomore year, I guess. Like, it was just... I was, it was kind of really just trial and error. Like, everything was the first time. And then 
every college is different, but at least in my college, there weren't many, like, good date night spots, and most people didn't go till they were, like, seniors and, you know, could drink and buy real glasses of wine and real dinners. All, as freshmen and sophomores, it was, like, silly. It was just fun, like, going to Chipotle, Buffalo Wild Wings, like, it was just, like, fun. So, I had, like, one boyfriend in there, but I don't even know if I really count it as a boyfriend. It was, like, barely a month long, and we were just crazy, crazy incompatible. I don't even know, honestly, why he did me. He asked me. I did not see it coming. I think I just felt too bad to say no, if I'm being really, really honest. Like, I think even early on, I didn't think we were that good of a match. But, so what I've come to peace with, what I'm going to do is, basically, so I had this slew of guys, just because I was trying to figure it out. Like, I had nothing. Like, literally nothing. And so I was just kind of figuring out, like, what I liked. I don't know. So, then COVID comes, and I realize I... Um, like, you know, you have a lot of time alone with your thoughts. I'm like, wow, I've not made very good decisions with men. Like, I used to have these very, very high standards, the kind of guy I've wanted, and I just don't think I've met them. So I made a really big notes app in my phone where I literally went through every single guy, even guys I've had a crush on, guys who may have never, ever said a word to me from, like, the beginning of my time. I went through, and I made a notes app. So you know how some girls have, like, a list of, like, their body counts, guys they've been with? It was kind of that, but it was much more emotional. Like, I don't even know how many scrolls it would take me to get through this list. Probably at least, like, 30. Like, it's long. Like, I go into depth how I met this person, what I liked about them, what I ended up about them that hurt me, or whatever. So I just, I got it out. And, like, this is my big opening mechanism. I love writing, but I honestly don't do it a ton outside of, like, my work. But when I'm really, really stressed, it is the only thing that fixes my stress. Like, it completely, like, fixes it. If I just write all my feelings out, rereading it, seeing how, like, overwhelming and emotional it is, I come back to, like, my stable self. So all of you guys have heard of it, like, the, I think, no, it's not HDMI, that's a cord. There's some test out there. I forget what it's called now. We took it in my business school where you, it's like an 100 question test. You like It's like up there with Myers-Briggs and all those big personality psychology tests where you do all these questions. So it pretty much gives you a scenario and you there's like multiple choices of how you would react. Then you can kind of tell as you're going through it, like the reactions, there's like a logical one, an emotional one. I don't know. You kind of go through it. And so at the end, you get your results. And there's like a circle with four quadrants, a red, yellow, green, and blue quadrant. So those kind of show your personality. So you have a dot in each of those quadrants. And the closer you are to the outside of the circle, the more you are of that color, the closer to the inside, the less you are of that color. And it scales from one to three in each color. I think one's the most, three's the least. So red is very emotional, like it's kind of heart overhead. Um, one of my friends is a very red person. She was really big into philanthropy in college. She was really big on like helping others, being very selfless. So red, you like think with your heart. Um, yellow is what I'm the most of. Yellow is you're really, really creative. You're a big picture thinker. So like when you're looking at a problem, you're not going to get bogged down in the details. You're going to look first, what's the overall goal? And then um, the next one is green. So green is like planners. These are people who plan like every second of their day in Google Calendar. They're very like common sense, like logical. So I'm very yellow, but it showed you how you are under stress. And when I stress, I go less yellow and into the green, which is funny because I'm so yellow. My yellow point was outside the circle. But when I get stressed, I go green. So I, I have a logical tendency when I'm stressed. I need to like map it out and get away from my creative heart and it's honestly well I don't think you guys are gonna know this about me today I know this is gonna be in one podcast episode but I think it's gonna be this one I have always very much struggled of when to find my element so I think I talked about in the first episode that 
all through skating, I was always told to slow down, like not go so fast, not work so hard, just relax and let life come to me. And I think that's when I'm in my moment. I am not nervous. I give my best interviews when I think I'm in my yellow, when I breathe, I'm in my creative zone, when I'm not trying. I think that's why I found my current boyfriend and my best friends. It's when I just relaxed and didn't think about it and let my creative ingenuity go. But like I said, when I stress, I get logical. I think in many ways, that's an asset to me. I think that's a very great way to stress. When I stress, I don't get emotional. And then the last quadrant is blue, which is like mathematics. That was my lowest quadrant. I don't think I was a three in it, but I think I was a two. I was a one in all the other quadrants. I was a two in blue. Blue is like math, precision, that kind of intelligence. Which is funny because my dad and my sister are probably like off the charts blue. I would have to make them take it. But, and it's, so just for tying up the, I don't know what it's called. We're going to go with HDMI. Just tying up the HDMI circle. Um, if you have a one, 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 that's called like the CEO gene is like, you're all of them. Many marketers are yellow. They're creative. Um, I forget what is usually, I think green would probably be like, um, a receptionist or I'm thinking someone very organized, like a personal assistant for Anna Wintour. I could see being green. And then red is like, I've actually met a red person when I worked at an amazing fashion company out in California. Um, one of the founders daughters like ran the entire philanthropy of the company pretty much and like I see her being a very red person so I think that's kind of how I see each one so like blue is engineers red is philanthropists green is like personal assistants yellow is like marketers it's kind of a general basis so um anyways where was I going with oh when I'm stressed I go logical and I do think in many ways it's an asset if I get stressed at work I don't like you know, get overwhelmed in the emotions. I'm like, okay, let me think through what I need to do to make the best move. Say I'm like having a fight with friendships. Like I've even noticed it's like, you know, in high school when you have like high, petty high school drama, I like literally, me and my friends once made a map, mapping out the sides, whose side everyone was on. And I like drew lines. I'm like, okay, well, if we take this person's side, that's gonna affect the relationship with this person, this person, this person. So I'd end up very staying neutral. I would write down like the points each side had. And then I would just try and like reconcile both. Like someone very like, personal situations and in work situations, I think spiraling green is great. But let's take my sport, for example. When I spiraled green, that was very detrimental. Like, so before you get on the ice for competition, your coach is there at the boards with you before you step foot on the ice and they're usually giving you some last minute advice. Like, you know, just focus on all the training point at this point. Here's the one thing you should focus on while you're out there. So everyone would give girls advice. Like, you need to push harder and be faster. Be more elegant. You make sure you get that artistic mark. My coaches would just turn me and be like, Anita, stop thinking. Just turn your brain off and do what you're good at. When you don't overthink, you are so good. But I overthink, like, I'm great at memorizing steps. I am great at being artistic. But if I overthink, I would go logical and I it would spiral out. I think this happened with guys as well. I wasn't in my creative element. I wasn't being myself. I was trying to, like, put on my face of, like, how to be the best I can be. And then, so when I was eventually hurt by like not being a better representation of myself, because I was young and learning. Um, so that's what I'll say too, is like, I don't know how I feel about dating in high school. I think a big part of me is like, I'm happy I didn't. Because I think a lot of my friends, like, you're so, it's such an emotionally vulnerable time for you. I'm happy. I kind of put that energy into sports and left that emotion for my friends. But then also then by the time I got to college, I made all the mistakes that people make in the four years of high school in like the first six months of college so I don't really know I don't think you can go wrong either way I think either way we should tell girls that like it's just normal to get hurt and not to like put so much into a guy and how do you tell a teenage girl that you know like your first loves are always very very mind consuming I think for boys too but like 
I just wish there was a way where we could tell you, like, it's okay, like, you're gonna get hurt, and the hurt's kind of fun, and that's, I think, what this episode is gonna be more than anything, like, there's some fun in the hurt once you're over, obviously, in the moment, it's, like, terrible, and you just want to, like, die a little bit, but then, like, so I was running through this notes app, because I spiral green, so I just noticed I'm really in my head, I'm like, why can't I give her these guys, if they, we barely honestly even dated, like, it's not like we texted that much in between, like, it was just fun stuff, we were all talking to other people at the same time, like, wasn't that big of a deal, like, why am I, why am I putting how I think about myself over how these interactions with strangers went, so I wrote them all out on my notes app, that was my green going, my, but it's kind of a mix of my green and my red, so my red emotion was pouring out all my feelings, and then my green would go back over and analyze, and so I think at the end of the day, I realized what drew me into these people, why I like them, but then also why I wasn't a good fit, why it didn't work, and how in the future, it doesn't mean they're a bad person. Like, I think they could be good for a different girl a different day, or maybe at the same time, they were finding their person, it just wasn't me. I think that's fine. So I think that's what I'll do. I'll go through this episode. Um, you guys will explain. You'll hear it all in the next clip. So me and my friends once came up with this game based on that trend. It's like, he's a 10 butt. So we kind of came up with that whole game based on things that actually happened to us. So we will go ahead and I'll play the game through with you guys, but then maybe after each guy, I will go through what it was about them that caught their attention. Maybe a little bit how I met them that doesn't make it too obvious who they are. Um, and just like what it is that I did like about them and why I had to hyper fixate on this little weird thing that they did in order to get over them. So yeah, um, I'm excited to take you guys through. I will say when I started recording these clips, I did get very distracted and give you guys a Trader Joe's haul. So the first clip of this is actually just fun. If you don't want to hear, like, I'm going to walk through all the tattoos I want and what I bought at Trader Joe's. If you don't want to hear that, go to parts two and three. I think part two is the tamer part, kind of dipping our toes in. Then part three probably goes through, like, the worst thing I've ever been through relationship-wise by the end. I do think I get a little heated, but, like, I am over it. Like, it's funny. But it was, um, you guys will hear when you hear the story, but it was kind of a cruel thing to do to someone, like what was done to me. So if you are a boy or a girl out there or anyone, do not do this to your significant other because they will be screaming about it in a podcast three years later because it's so unbelievable that that really happened to them. Okay? Okay. All right. See you guys. Thanks for bearing with me. I appreciate it. Bye. A fun fact about me too is I love personalities tests. I will do these literally all day long. Even like the BuzzFeed quizzes, like what kind of cupcake am I? I want to know what kind of cupcake I am. I want to know what Disney prince is my soulmate. I want to know all of it. I love personality tests. Like either really smart, like actual psychologically backed ones by researchers or like BuzzFeed quizzes. Once me and my friend took a quiz to see like, so every Winnie the Pooh character is like associated with like a mental disorder. I know the author came out saying he didn't do that intentionally. It's just kind of he was basing um the different characters off like different kids and like voices in his mind and different ways he saw himself um so that's why they kind of take those on but anyways there is a quiz online if you want to look it up like the Winnie the Pooh disorder test so I think it's like I'm trying to remember what Winnie was I don't remember what Winnie is but Eeyore's depression um Rue is like ADD I think Tigger's ADHD who what were the other ones Piglet was anxiety. The rabbit, I think, was OCD. I don't remember what the owl was. But anyways, I, like, took that quiz with my friends, and I got mostly Rue, the ADD one, and, oh, who had schizophrenia? Christopher Robin. That was the other one I got because I'm really, really creative, and, like, I get very, very distracted. So I don't have any of those things. It was just, like, a fun quiz, which I know those are very real mental disorders. I know, like, they aren't fun. But all I'm saying is I love these kinds of quizzes. 
So Myers-Briggs, it's also called 16 personalities. There's basically four letters. So I think there's up to 16 different, that's why it's called 16 personalities. Which, fun fact, that's my lucky number. Because I was born May 16th and my sweet 16 is my golden birthday. So I love the number 16. But there's 16 personalities. You can get any one of four. And like Myers-Briggs is really good about telling you like what big figures have the same thing as you. So there's four letters. The first letter you're going to be an E or an I, which is extroversion or introversion. I think it's a bit more nuanced than like extrovert or introvert, but I know I'm an E. So pretty much it means extroverts, you get your energy from being around other people. Introverts, you get your energy from being alone. Like you need to recharge your social battery. Where for me, being social recharges my individual battery, if that makes sense. And that is so true. Like truly, truly, truly. People are like, oh my gosh, you must be like so fun when you're alone. I don't do much when I'm alone. Like, I kind of just sit and stare at walls. And, like, I guess in my head it's kind of fun. You guys are hearing it on the podcast. I, like, daydream about random stuff. But, like, alone, I'm not a super interesting person. I definitely get my energy from people. And, like, being with people recharges me. Like, when I get home from work, I would have enough energy to, like, go out till 2 a.m. But I can't, like, study till 2 a.m. Like, I'll fall asleep by midnight. And, like, all my friends know I am terrible about staying up through movies. I fall asleep all the time through movies unless, like, we're chit-chatting and laughing. It's horrible, but it's fine. Then the next one letter is taking information or sensing. So I think it's N or S. I'm N. I don't really remember what this one means, but yeah. Then next. Oh, wait, maybe that's not it. No, yeah, the next one is N. Oh, okay. You're taking information with sensing S or intuition N. Oh, that makes so much more sense. <laughs> that makes so much more sense. So you're either an E or an I, and then you're either an S or an N. I'm an N. So I use my intuition, not my senses. So I think that's kind of more like heart overhead, which does make a lot of sense, which even though I spiral logically, I think it's like a defense mechanism for me. I think my natural gut instinct is like to follow my heart, kind of going with the yellow on the other test. Okay, next. Um, then you come to conclusions using thinking or feeling. Um, ENF. I'm F. So I use my feelings. So same thing, kind of heart overhead. I come to conclusions based on what I feel. And then you perceive the outside world through either judging or perceiving. I'm a P. So I perceive the outside world and like I soak it all in. I can do another episode where I maybe dive more into these. But all I know is I'm the same thing as Will Smith, which makes a lot of sense to me. I'm called like the campaigner. So usually E's a lot of them get is like, I think it was a, if I was everything I am, but a T instead of or sorry, a J instead of a P. So if I was judging instead of receiving, I think I would be an entertainer, which is like a Marilyn Monroe, like you, the Serena Vanders Woodson, you love the spotlight on you, but I don't. I really, really don't. I so much prefer to be like the funny best friend. Like I love to joke. I'm like the donkey to Shrek. Like I'm comedic relief to my friends. Like I love being the person kind of behind the spotlight, which I want to work in brand marketing, not like individual marketing. Um, like I would never want to be the influencer, but I would love to help a brand find their perfect like influencer match pairing. Like there's this one girl on TikTok who talks about like brand pairings that like scratch an itch in her brain, like Pete Davidson and Taco Bell, where it's like that is just such a good partnership. Like it just works so well with both their brands. So like I would love to be the kind of person to make those kind of things happen. Or like fashion, I don't want to be like the model going down the runway, but like I would love to be like helping the fashion designers, things like that. So um. I'm a campaigner, which kind of just means, like, you pretty much have all the traits of an entertainer, but you don't want the spotlight on yourself. You want to use it to, like, build up others, which is very cool. Um, and I know, like, one of the big things about me, too, is, like, you prefer, like, peace. I think if one of my other letters was changed, too, I'd be, like, a peacemaker, 
where, like, I would never want conflict with other people. Like, even my parents told me they were, like, very, very impressed with me. Once in college, there was, like, an instance where, like, water was dripping down from my, my ceiling in my college house. So the other four girls lived upstairs. There was two rooms downstairs. One girl ended up never coming, which was, like, an extra guest room. And I was fine being downstairs because I'm a super heavy sleeper. I sleep through movies. And, like, I kind of get FOMO. Like, I wanted to be around where all the parties would be in our living room. So I could just kind of poke my head out to go there. And I also had a private bathroom, which is nice because everyone else used the bathroom upstairs. So I just wanted to, like, poke my head out and be like, who's here? Because at this point, like, all of our friends were each other's friends, too. So I had the only room downstairs. And it was also a really big room. And that's actually my favorite room I've ever lived in. Fun fact, I have these beautiful yellow walls, a huge window. And sadly, I only lived there one semester because I graduated early. But it was my favorite place I've ever lived in my entire life. Like, more so than any. I've had two gorgeous apartments with beautiful big windows and balcony views. And then obviously, I have, like, my parents' house, which I love. But, yeah, that house in Oxford and actually my apartment before that we all had like a huge shared rooftop and I still this yellow house like it was I could live there forever but anyways there's a point where water was dripping down from my ceiling and so we call our maintenance people in and he tells us it's like well it's because the upstairs shower like when the floors were made a lot of the house in my college town are like old and they'd be renovated all the time They're like 100 100 years old some of them like the floors were made a little bit slanted towards like the part of their bathtub like that's close to the door so the water was running downwards and like causing water to build up underneath the floor and then the paint would bubble up like kind of looked like a big saggy like boob and then the water would like break through and splash all over it wasn't my bedroom it was like right outside my bedroom and like a little hallway passed between my room and the bathroom um and so the maintenance guy was like yeah you just need to like you know fix the upstairs and so my dad was saying he would have been so mad at my upstairs roommates but like I one I don't think I would have been mad also when girls get mad at each other it's a whole thing it's not just like a 30 second yell at each other and get over it <laughs> like it is a lot of times for guys so but also I never even thought to be mad like he was literally said that he and my mom were like so impressed that like I literally just went to Walmart and bought my friends like um one of those clear shower curtain inserts with like suction cups that stick to it and then like a bath mat and then like without being any mean or petty like I was like oh here like I talked to the maintenance guy here's what he said to do so I went out and got it for you guys hopefully this fixes the issue and like because they all use my bathroom too I didn't even think of it as like being petty or sending them a message and my parents were like yeah we like literally admire how much of a peacemaker you are like you will literally do anything to not have to do a fight with people. I'm like, well, I think that's a little bit your fault because you guys are like the most stubborn people I've ever met. And you made me learn from a really, really young age that I arguing doesn't get me anywhere. But <laughs> that's just because my parents are incredibly smart, talented people. So arguing with them was like useless. But yeah, so maybe that'll explain a little bit of why I made so many bad dating decisions. As you'll hear later on, because I was at the time way too nice to stand up for myself. I was be treating not good. So yeah, I'm excited for you guys to get this episode. It's also always be like half a preview episode where I've like on about dumb things before. But yes, I was thinking one day I'll have to do an episode all about personality tests. I gave you a little sneak peek of it here. And then what else? I was really, oh, I was like, I was really just thinking of another episode I wanted to do that I was thinking about at work yesterday. So I recently read Jeanette McCurdy's book and like I don't you don't realize like how intense someone else's mind is until you're in that kind of a setting like I've read Mindy Kaling's book and it's mostly funny it's kind of how I want this podcast to be where it's a lot more like lightheaded on the surface stuff where like I we can get into the deep stuff but like honestly I feel like my life's uh, not that my life's not deep everyone's life is deep but like I think my deep stuff will just come out when I let it go I don't want to like intentionally go into episodes thinking to uncover trauma except 
this one. So I was reading Janelle McCurdy's book. If you guys haven't read it, that's a girl who plays Sam and I, Carly. And it is tragic. Like, there were points I was tearing up listening to the audiobook because I was listening to that work. Like, her eating disorder was, like, one of the worst I've heard. Maybe because I just haven't heard many stories of them. It was absolutely horrible, like, hearing what she went through. And I was listening to Emma Chamberlain had a podcast episode she released recently with a therapist. And just realizing all the issues different people have kind of made me feel very lucky for my issues. I think the biggest root of my issues were my parents are very, like, they will do anything for me and my sister. I think their whole thing is, you know how so many of your psychological issues come from childhood? They wanted to work as hard as possible to make sure I had absolutely no issues, no harm ever possibly could come to me. Which is why I was scared to bring a boy home because I thought my dad would kill him. Um, no harm would come to me, so I'd have no issues. In a way, I think that gave me some of its own issues. Like, I don't know if I have, like, a narcissist complex. I'm going to need to ask a therapist, but that's what I want them so to be. Like, want to ask, I want to just sit down with a therapist, and I don't know if it's ethical to record a session for a podcast, but, like, I want to ask her if I can. Um, just because I've never had a therapy session. I'm, I think I'm very strong mental health. It's so funny because me and my sister grew up in the same house and we're so opposite. She internalizes everything. She will not let anything you say about her go ever. And like, I don't like a good way. She's just very emotionally attuned. In. She's a very, very incredibly smart person. She's like a double computer science engineering major. She's at a very, very good school. She's incredibly intelligent. And like, sometimes very, very smart people turn it off socially and emotionally. It's really like, you know, school smart, street smart. She is also very emotionally smart. Like if you do something to rock her, she will know forever and she will give it the proper tantrum it needs. Where like, I kind of am like, mm, don't say it down here, not my problem. <laughs> you know, I just, I'm choosing, you know, I see the red flag, I like the color red. Like I'm going with it. Like, <laughs> We're very different in that aspect where I'm, I think I'm very good at guarding my heart, where I can understand when I'm being done wrong, but unless it's something I care about, like one of my best friends, skating, work, eh, I kind of just, meh, it's okay, people suck, that's fine, like I've accepted it, it's okay. Um, but anyways, I was going through, like a therapist would have to tell me, but like, I definitely like literally think I'm a little princess and that my life should be perfect all the time. Like at the beginning of Barbie World, she's like, Barbie has a great day every day. I'm like, yeah, it's like my life. Like what who thinks that who relates with that part of the barbie movie that's not the relatable part you know the rest of the movie is a relatable part which is like crying on the ground having an existential crisis and i have those too but like i don't know i just see a lot of like positivity in life and i'm relatively like very very okay so like it takes a lot to shake me when i get shaken i cry for maybe like 30 minutes call a friend and then like i'm good maybe journal if it's really really bad and then i'm over it like mm, on to the next like meh, meh, meh. like i don't know it's funny like i laugh at my mistakes all the time that's actually like one of the biggest things I learned from a girl by skate team. It's like, this girl would not get embarrassed. It does not matter what she did. She could laugh off anything. I think that is such a beautiful trait. But anyways, I want to see a therapist just to see like what they would say about my psyche. I think the biggest thing I want to know is like what childhood stuff I've been repressing that I don't know. And then, because I also think I'm really great at repression. I am so good at forgetting things. I don't want to know. I will literally like rewrite history in my head. I'll be like, nope did happen that's also an episode I want to do at some point is like just going into lying and like how lying to yourself mostly but like how people have the power to literally change our own narratives and like the truth is such a powerful thing but like humans I think I have this whole theory humans can't comprehend truth like we are way too biased of people to focus on our own survival and our own emotions to ever take in things as they truly are no matter you can think you're the most trust truthful person in the world but even that's going to give you a bias like, people can't be the 100% fact, because there isn't a 100% fact. There's, like, so many millions of interpretations and prejudices and, like, cultural impacts that make you act the way that you do. 
So I just like, or like the whole concept of like a half truth, this little whole lie. Like, yeah, it, it, it's so interesting. But like basically the lies you tell yourself, like, oh, I did the best I could in this situation. Well, did I? But like also doesn't matter. Like it isn't, isn't the best. It's kind of a dichotomy where it's like, it was your best. Like there's probably something better you could have done, but you don't really need to because life moves on and nothing's that deep. I don't, it'll be so interesting. But yes, onto this podcast episode as I've rambled plenty long enough about things that are not what this episode was meant to be. I think that episode will be long enough as is. So maybe I'll do like intro to episode three. Then part one of episode three is going to be tattoos and Trader Joe's. And that is a very good clip. I understand if you want to skip it, especially the Trader Joe's part, like that's so random. But there's a girl on TikTok who is so good at doing Trader Joe's hauls. I literally could scroll through her videos all day long. Uh, but anyways, so if y'all are here with Trader Joe's, but my tattoos part is pretty cool. You get to know some really intimate stuff about me and the things I really care about. There's literally like two tattoos I want and they're like very, very deep. Um, but if y'all want to hear that, that's fine. Then we will go into this little drinking game I invented about the boys in my life who are me. So yeah. Okay. 